Okay, today will be a review of nucleotides, nucleosides, nucleic acids, hereditary, heredity, uh, with some virus and bacterial DNA, RNA stuff as well. The reason we're doing it today is because um, the teacher didn't give back any sort of homework and I need to study for today's because tomorrow has exams and stuff, so you're getting it today. Um, the worksheet was not corrected by the instructor, so I went ahead and tried to correct it myself, uh, going back over some of the books and trying to get better answers. So I definitely know that there's that we probably missed one in slide 37, slide 38 through 41, and I'm pretty sure slides 42 through 44 were incorrect. So I went back and redid that according to the book. I don't know if it's what the instructor wants, but it seemed reasonable. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, you know how it goes. Okay, so the complex inside of the nucleus which transmits hereditary information is the chromosome. Chromosomes are largely made up of histones and nucleic acids. A section of DNA which codes for a particular protein is a nucleotide section. What structure in the chromosome complex actually transmit hereditary information? The gene. And each gene codes for how many proteins? Uh, one protein. What are the two types of nucleic acid chains in the cell? Ribonucleic acids and deoxyribonucleic acids. Each nucleic chain is made up of nucleotides. Each nucleotide is composed of three parts, a nitrogen base, a monosaccharide, and a phosphate. Three nitrogen bases are derivatives of what cyclic nitrogen compound? Pyridamines. Two nitrogen bases are derivatives of what cyclic nitrogen compound? Purines. What nucleotide serves as the transportation compound of energy? That would be adenosine triphosphate. In its original form, it's adenosine monophosphate, and then it's adjusted to diphosphate and triphosphate as part of the energy cycle. But I don't know if that's the answer that they want. So when it first starts off as a nucleotide, it is adenosine monophosphate. And then after it is converted, it becomes a adenosine triphosphate, which is where the energy actually comes from. Um, nucleotide names, cytidine, thymidine, uridine, adenosine, and guanosine. I don't know why we need to know the nucleotide and not the nucleoside names, but that's what I have written down. So. What is the primary structure of nucleic acids? the sequence of nucleotides along the pentose phosphodiester backbone of DNA or RNA? What is the primary structure of proteins? Amino or nucleic acid chains? I'm not sure if they were looking for proteins, which are amino acids, or if they were looking for the primary structure, which is made up of nucleic acid chains built on codons with amino bonds. Nucleotides are held together by phosphate groups between carbon-3 on the leading nucleotide and carbon-5 on the trailing nucleotide. These are phosphate diester bonds. The secondary structure of nucleic acids is the helix. The double helix is two different strands of nucleotide chains. Each strand is joined together by a 3 to 5 phosphate linkage. The two individual strands are held together by the hydrogen bonding on A, T, and G, C. The four nucleotides in DNA 
are adenosine, guanosine, cytidine, and thymidine. Adenosine always binds with thymine, guanosine always binds with cytosine or cytidine. DNA is coiled around a core of eight proteins called histones. The eight histones and the DNA wrapped around them are called nucleosomes. The characteristic shape of a chromosome just before cell division is an asymmetric X pattern. The making of two new strands of DNA from the original strand of DNA is called replication. I think the answer for this, instead of replication, I think it's actually um, transcription, because the book has it as transcription. So the book has replication as the first stage, but then skips straight to transcription and translation, and I think that's what he was trying to go for there. What is the name of the enzyme which catalyzes the formation of new DNA strands? That's DNA polymerase, mostly. What are the four nucleotides in DNA, and what are the four nucleotides in RNA? Adenosine, thymine, guanine, and cytosine are in DNA. Adenosine, uracil, guanine, and cytosine are in RNA. Uracil. Pretty sure it's uracil. Yep. Uh, what sugar is found in DNA? Deoxyribose. And what sugar is in RNA? Ribose. What is the difference in secondary structure between DNA and RNA? DNA is a double-stranded alpha helix, RNA is a single-stranded helix. What is the passing of hereditary information from DNA to RNA called? That's where I put transcription in. So I said replication was essentially like pre-creating pre mRNA to split the bonds. Transcription was the actual passing of information from DNA to RNA on the mRNA. Gene is a segment of DNA that carries a base sequence that directs the synthesis of a particular protein, tRNA and mRNA. Intron, a section of DNA that does not code for anything functional. Exon, a section of DNA that, when transcribed, codes for a protein or RNA. What are the three types of RNA and what is the function of each? Transfer RNA, or tRNA, has 73 to 93 base pairs transports amino acids to the site of protein synthesis. Messenger RNA, or mRNA, has 750 base pairs. It directs amino acid sequence of proteins. Ribosomal RNA, or rRNA, very large molecular weight, as of something like 10 to the 6th, and it combines with proteins to form ribosomes, which is the bonding site for messenger and transfer RNA. Where are introns and exons located, in DNA or mRNA? mRNA. Where is mRNA made? The nucleus of the cell. Where does it go after it's made? To the cellular cytoplasm and then to the ribosome. What is mRNA's function? And actually, where does it go after it's made? The book says it's cytosol. It goes to the cytosol, which is different than the cytoplasm. So the lecture slide said cellular cytoplasm to the ribosome. The book says cytosol to the ribosome. What is mRNA's function? Directs amino acid construction for protein synthesis. Does DNA ever leave the nucleus? No, RNA does all the moving around. What is the three nucleotide segment of mRNA that codes for an amino acid called? A codon. Each codon sequence codes for how many amino acids? 
well, one. You change one of the codons, you change the amino acid sequence. Each mRNA starts with the codon sequence AUG, therefore the first amino acid on a protein is methionine. Now this was also confusing because in the book it says that methionine is typically removed after, after synth synthesis. <sighs> so I'm not really sure what he's asking there. Like methionine AUG starts it, there are a couple different ways to make methionine I think, um, and then it's typically removed once the once the acid is created. Each amino acid has actually several different codon sequences that code for that particular amino acid. Are any codons the same for different amino acids? Well, yes, they share, they may share codons that create the same amino acid, but the amino acid needs that particular set of codons I don't know how to answer some of these questions. <laughs> like I find them very confusing. So each codon sequences for how many amino acids? Well, you can, there are many different ways to code for an amino acid, but one set of codons will result in one amino acid every time. I mean, that's the purpose of having amino acids, right? So but there are several different codons that can code for that amino acid, sort of. Like they have to be in the same sequence and they have to go in the same form to be able to get to the same amino acid. So, so I don't know how to answer that question, basically, is the moral of the story, so I'm pretty sure we're going to get that wrong. So good luck, yeah. Um, <laughs> And the same with the methionine thing. Like, I don't know how to answer that. AUG is really, it's really confusing on what he wants. Um, so what if two amino acids had the same codon, and how could this affect the function of the final protein? Well, okay, again, you can have the same codons if they code for the amino acid. Like, if the pattern stays the same, the amino acid won't change. So I don't know if he's asking if two amino acids share the same codon but maintain their primary structure, that's fine. That's normal. That happens a lot. If they don't have the same codon, then they're not the same amino acid, so the shape and the function of the final protein is going to be very different because it's a change in the primary structure. So again, I don't know how to answer this question. It's very, very general and I, I just don't know what he's looking for there. Because two amino acids are going to have the same codon. That's fine. A codon can code for many, many different amino acids, just depending on the order, right? But he's not asking about the order, he's asking about the same codon. Confusing. What is the function of tRNA? tRNA supplies raw material for the protein synthesis, so it goes and gets the codons, essentially, that mRNA is going to program. What is the three nucleotide base sequence that pairs with the codon called? This is on tRNA, but it's not listed in the question. So I'm going to assume that he's talking about the three nucleotide sequence associated with tRNA, which is the anticodon, which is the anticodon, which is how it goes and gets the codons to be able to code for mRNA in the first place. I really this this wasn't 
this worksheet sucked. I mean, the questions are just so general. Half of it is just guessing what he's actually trying to ask you and not being able to respond to the actual question. So be able to draw the shape of tRNA. Well, you can't. <laughs> like, the three-dimensional shape of it is extremely confusing and it is very complicated. The shape of tRNA itself is sort of like a cross. Like, if you just put it in two dimensions and you simplified it, but that's not the true shape. That's a two-dimensional representation of tRNA. So it looks sort of like a cross with the anticodon at the bottom bulge of the cross. If the codon of mRNA is GCU, what is the sequence of the matching tRNA codon? Well, CGA, right? What term is applied to protein synthesis? I'm going to assume that this is the translation portion, like the end state of the protein synthesis, which would be translation. Oh boy, and now let's talk about the process of protein synthesis. So the, the visual that he gave during class was one of the most utterly confusing and disjointed things that I have seen. So I didn't even bother to look at it because basically it was talking about a single protein, like a general protein that just, it was, it was almost unusable for me anyway. Like you're welcome to go back and look at it if you really, really want to, but I, I don't want to. So in the book on page 773, they do have a set of steps that makes more sense to me. And I put the one that I found online on the worksheet because frankly, that one made a lot of sense, and I liked it, but I'm pretty sure he's going to mark it wrong because it involves it involves stuff that we didn't talk about in class. So, again, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that I failed this worksheet because <laughs> I just found the questions to be really difficult to answer. Yeah. I don't know what he wants. So, anyway, the one that I would suggest that we use is on page 773 where it starts out and says, one, the pre-mRNA is made on a DNA template by RNA polymerase. Like, that makes sense to me. So it takes for granted that we're going to be doing replication. So replication is sort of like in the bag. We already assume that we've got helicase, like, unwinding stuff, and that we're going to be putting mRNA on the table and all that kind of stuff. So we're in the nucleus. Pre-mRNA is being made on the DNA template by polymerase. After processing, the mRNA leaves the nucleus and attaches to a ribosome and starts the translation process. Concurrent with that is step three, and tRNA activates when the amino acid of need uh, is attached to the tRNA anticodon section. Oh, and just by the way, uh, in the book, the tRNA representation is not the cross that he used in the lecture in this portion. They use the two-dimensional structure of tRNA as the cross portion, but not right now. So the tRNA activates with the anticodon in step three, and it looks different than what they talk about for two-dimensional structures, and it's very different than the three-dimensional structure. So again, when he says, be able to draw the structure of tRNA, cool. <laughs> we have choices. Um, step four. As the ribosome moves along the mRNA, a new amino acid forms a peptide bond to the growing protein chain. Alright, so in the lecture, he shows two sites. He shows the P site and the A site. The tRNA bonds to the P site and then starts the polypeptide process. The new, each tRNA will bond first to the P, then to the A, and then 
it will move from A to P to be able to generate the polypeptide chain until finally the stop codon is reached and then it'll hit exit, um, the E bond site. And once the tRNA drops off its, its codons, then it moves to E and it gets discharged back into the fray to be able to pick up more amino acids. So the activated tRNA hydrogen bonds to a complementary mRNA sequence and just keeps bringing that complementary sequence to the ribosome. Um, you know, and it goes P, A, A goes to P, and then the tRNA re-enters the pool of free tRNA ready to be recharged. Um, and that advances and that advances the translation process. So that's one answer. The other answer is a little bit more in depth, and that was um, activation of amino acids. This is an amino acid plus an ATP using an AAAMP enzyme complex to transfer that amino acid to tRNA, where the enzyme complex reacts with tRNA, which releases the enzyme in AMP. The initiation of a polypeptide chain, where TNA shifts to the ribosome made of rRNA, binding to the mRNA. Um, the chain termination where mRNA elongates, allowing empty tRNA to leave the P site, binding A and terminal codon releases tRNA, mRNA, and the polypeptide chain. And then finally, the protein translocation where the protein moves into the cytoplasm or the ER membrane for transport after synthesis. So that was, that was another answer that made sense to me because it actually talked about like moving chains and stuff. But I don't know. I think I got all those wrong because it was a very confusing process. Um, let's see. Slide 36. In this slide, the expression of this gene is self-regulating. The DNA starts by synthesizing a repressor protein, which inhibits the RNA polymerase from synthesizing the lactase gene. This will call the cause the lactose concentration to increase. As the lactose concentration increases, what happens to the repressor protein's ability to inhibit the action of RNA polymerase? It decreases. After synthesis of lactase, what happens to the concentration of lactose? It decreases. As lactose decreases, what happens to the amount of bound lactose repressor complex? It increases. Again, that was a very confusing example that we did not go over very well, and I feel like I'm missing some pretty big portions of that because he just has like these arrows and then random bucket stuff to do. So confusing. I had a hard time with this chapter, in case you can't tell. Which is why we're doing this, because it helps me study, and you're not going to read it anyway, so awesome. Um, in slide 37, in normal protein synthesis, DNA passes its genetic informa information to mRNA, which passes it on to make the correct protein. In a substitution mutation, where one nucleic acid is DNA changed, DNA is changed, how many codons in mRNA will get the wrong nucleic acid? Okay. So I didn't know here if he was talking about like one DNA strand to two daughter strands. Like if we're talking about, you know, the actual production of two different strands of DNA, or if we're talking about in the translation of one strand one of the codons will get the wrong mRNA, right? Like, there will be one codon that's wrong on each strand, but there will be two strands. 
So again, I didn't know how to answer this because if, yeah, in a substitution mutation where one nucleic acid in DNA is changed, you're going to get two copies of the bad change, but it's only going to be one codon, sort of. <laughs> okay, so I just said that one codon in mRNA will get the wrong nucleic acid, which will result in two daughter strands of um, the mutation. And how many amino acids in the final protein will be affected? Well, one, maybe, unless it's a point mutation that can still code for that for that amino acid. Is it possible that the final protein will be functional? Yes, it's possible. Because if it occurs in a somatic cell, it may only affect the one cell, and it may still be able to code for the protein, right? A change in one codon can still code for the protein. If it is in a germ cell and it gets passed along, it may be more deleterious because if it codes for a bad protein, then that's going to get passed on through the genetic line and it may cause hereditary disease. It's unlikely. I mean, the protein could still be functional. It could even be better depending on what the codon did in the overall amino acid sequence. And if it still codes for that protein or if it codes for something else. In a frame shift mutation where one nucleic acid in DNA is removed and the nucleic acid sequence shifts, how many mRNA codons will get the wrong nucleic acid? Well, a lot. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I don't know how to answer these. <laughs> Everything beyond that, that deletion, that frame shift, will be wrong. And then it asks, how many amino acids will be wrong in the final protein? Well, I don't know, dude. <laughs> How long is your protein? Lots. All of them. Yeah. What is the probability that the final protein will still be functional? It's not going to be functional. So I just said very small, because I mean, I suppose it is possible that if a frame shift happened, like, at the end of a code, it would only affect one or two, and you could still potentially... Yeah, okay. Very small. Um, because maybe the whole protein could be completely different from the frame shift, and there's a high probability of cell death or disease at that point. What is the name of the gene that produces proteins that regulate normal cell growth, the number of cells, its differentiation, and even its death? These are called proto-oncogenous. When there is a mutation in the proto-oncogene DNA, it becomes an oncogene. And the abnormal proteins that it codes for will result in what changes? An increase in enzymatic activity and growth or a loss of regulation? Is this genetic defect passed on to daughter cells? Yes. What are the different steps on how a DNA virus attaches to a cell, joins the host cell DNA, replicates, transcribes, and translates itself to form new viruses, and then leaves the cell to infect more cells? So one, the virus attaches itself to a protein receptor on the host cell surface. Two, it bores through the cell membrane and inserts viral DNA. Three, viral DNA attaches to the host cell DNA within the cell. Four, attached viral DNA replicates itself to produce new viral DNA. Five, viral DNA codes for viral mRNA, which produces viral proteins in the ribosomes. Six, viral DNA and viral proteins come together to form new viral complexes. And seven, these complexes leave the cells to infect new host cells. 
Retroviruses differ from DNA viruses because they inject RNA into the host cell instead of DNA. And because they inject RNA, their first step must be to synthesize viral DNA. I put right RNA, I think that's wrong. Your first step must be to synthesize viral DNA. Is the AIDS virus a DNA or a retrovirus? It's a retrovirus. Is the coronavirus a DNA or a retrovirus? It's a retrovirus. But I'm sure I got that wrong for some reason as well, because it's an RNA virus, and I'm sure there's like some condition that means RNA viruses are not retroviruses and blah, blah, blah. Very hard chapter this week. Okay, so let's do a quick review. Nucleic acids are made up of DNA and RNA. DNA contains deoxynucleotides, A, T, G, and C, that are arranged as a double helix with complementary base pairs, A, T, and G, C, with an order called the genetic code. Nucleic acids are RNA, which contain nucleotides of A, U, G, C, with three types, mRNA, tRNA, and rRNA. mRNA triplets are bases of codons that are involved in protein synthesis, specific for amino acids, producing a protein using transcription and translation. tRNA places the proper amino acids into mRNA for transcription and translation, and rRNA produces the body, the ribosome, that allows for the production of a protein using transcription and translation. Codons can cause changes in bases known as mutations. These can be point mutations, deletion mutations, insertion mutations, which can lead to genetic disease. Viruses contain DNA or RNA. If they contain RNA, they use reverse transcription to reproduce using cellular materials. Nucleic acids, such as deoxyribonucleic acid and ribonucleic acid, are polymers of nucleotides. A nucleoside is a combination of a pentose sugar and a base. A nucleotide is composed of a pentose sugar, a base, and a phosphate group. In DNA, the sugar is deoxyribose, and the base can be adenine, thymine, guanine, or cytosine. In RNA, the sugar is ribose, and uracil replaces thymine. Each nucleic acid has its own unique sequence of bases known as its primary structure. In a nucleic acid polymer, the 3' OH group of each ribose in RNA or deoxyribose in DNA forms a phosphodiester linkage to the phosphate group on the 5' carbon of the sugar in the next nucleotide to give a backbone of alternating sugar and phosphate groups. There is a 5' phosphate at the end of the polymer and a free 3' OH group at the other end. A DNA molecule consists of two strands of nucleotides that are wound around each other like a spiral staircase. The two strands are held together by hydrogen bonds between complementary base pairs of A with T and G with C. During DNA replication, DNA polymerase makes new DNA strands along each of the original DNA strands that serves as templates, and complementary base pairing ensures that the correct pairing of bases to give identical copies of the original DNA. So just a note, in the slides, replication and transcription uh, are almost the same thing. Like, I can't tell the difference. So I, I don't know if he wants replication to be its own separate se step or transcription. Because in this one, replication is first and then transcription, but in his slides, we kind of just start at transcription. 
So the three types of RNA differ by function in the cell. The ribosomal RNA makes up most of the structure of the ribosomes. Messenger RNA carries genetic information from the DNA to the ribosomes, and transfer RNA places the correct amino acids in the growing peptide chain. Transcription is the process by which RNA polymerase produces mRNA from one strand of DNA. Transcription factors at the promoter region bind RNA polymerase to DNA, which activates the transcription of a gene. The bases in mRNA are complementary to the DNA, except A in DNA is paired with U in RNA. The production of mRNA occurs when certain proteins are needed in the cell. The genetic code consists of a series of codons, which are sequences of three bases that specify the order of the amino acids in a protein. There are 64 codons for the 20 amino acids, which means there are multiple codons for most amino acids. The codon AUG signals the start of transcriptions, and codons AUG, UAG, UGA, and UAA signal it to stop. Proteins are synthesized at the ribosomes in a translation process that includes three steps, initiation, chain elongation, and termination. During translation, tRNAs bring the appropriate amino acids to the ribosome and peptide bonds form to join the amino acids in the peptide chain. When the polypeptide is released, it takes on its secondary and tertiary structures and becomes a functional protein in the cell. A genetic mutation is a change of one or more bases in the DNA sequence that alters the structure and ability of the resulting protein to function properly. In a point mutation, one codon is altered, and an insertion mutation or a deletion mutation, a base is added or removed, which changes all the codons after the base change. A recombinant DNA is prepared by inserting a DNA segment or gene into plasmid DNA present in the E. coli bacteria. As the altered bacterial cells replicate, the protein expressed by the foreign DNA segment is produced. In criminal investigations, large quantities of DNA are obtained from smaller amounts by the polymerase chain reaction, for example. Viruses containing DNA or RNA must invade the host cells to use the machinery within the cells for the synthesis of more viruses. For a retrovirus containing RNA, a viral DNA is synthesized by reverse transcription using the nucleotides and enzymes in the host cell. In the treatment of AIDS, entry inhibitors block the virus from entering the cell. Nucleoside analogs inhibit the reverse transcriptase of HIV virus, and a proteus inhibitor disrupts the catalytic activity of proteus need, needed to produce proteins for the synthesis of more viron. Viruses. Okay. Anticodon, the triplet of bases in the center loop of tRNA that's complementary to a codon on mRNA. Base, a nitrogen-containing compound found in DNA and RNA, adenine, thymine, cytosine, guanine, and uracil. Codon, a sequence of three bases in mRNA that specifies a certain amino acid to be placed in a protein. A few codons signal the start or stop of protein synthesis. Complementary base pairs. In DNA, adenine is always paired with thymine, and guanine is always paired with cytosine. In forming RNA, adenine is always paired with uracil, a to U. Deletion mutation, a mutation that deletes a base from the DNA sequence. DNA, deoxyribonucleic acid, the genetic material of all cells containing the nucleotides with deoxyribose, phosphate, and four bases, adenine, thymine, guanine, and cytosine. Double helix, the helical shape of the double chain of DNA that is like a spiral staircase with a sugar phosphate backbone on the outside and base pairs like stair steps on the inside. 
Exons, the sections in a DNA template that code for proteins. Genetic code, the sequences of codons in mRNA that specifies the amino acid order for the synthesis of a protein. Genetic disease, a physical malformation or metabolic dysfunction caused by a mutation in the base sequence of DNA. Insertion mutation, a mutation that inserts a base in DNA sequence. Introns, the section in DNA that code for protein, that do not code for proteins. mRNA, messenger RNA, produced in the nucleus from DNA to carry the genetic information to the ribosomes for the construction of a protein. Mutation, a change in the DNA base sequence that alters the formation of a protein in a cell. Nucleic acid, a large molecule composed of nucleotides found as a double helix in DNA and as single strands of RNA. Nucleoside, the combination of a pentose sugar and a base. Nucleotide, building block of a nucleic acid consisting of a base of pentose sugar, ribose or deoxyribose, and a phosphate group. Okazaki fragment, a short segment formed by DNA polymerase in the daughter DNA strand that runs in the 3 to 5 direction. Phosphodiester linkage, the phospho phosphate link that joins the 3' hydroxyl group in one nucleotide to the phosphate group on the 5' carbon in the next nucleotide. Point mutation, a mutation that replaces one base in a DNA with a different base. Polymerase chain reaction, a procedure in which a strand of DNA is copied many times by mixing it with primers, DNA polymerase, and a mixture of deoxyribonucleotides and subjecting it to repeated cycles of heating and cooling. Primary structure, the sequence of nucleotides and nucleic acids. Recombinant DNA, DNA combined from different organisms to form new synthetic DNA. Replication, the process of duplicating DNA by pairing the bases on each parent strand with their complementary bases. Replication forks, the open sections in unwound DNA strands where DNA polymerase begins the replication process. Retrovirus, a virus that contains RNA as its genetic material and that synthesizes a complementary DNA strand inside a cell. RNA, ribonucleic acid, a type of nucleic acid that is a single strand of nucleotides containing ribose, phosphate, and the four bases, adenine, cytosine, guanine, and uracil. rRNA, ribosomal RNA, the most prevalent type of RNA and a major component of the ribosomes. Transcription, the transfer of genetic information from DNA by the formation of mRNA. Transcription factor, a protein that binds to DNA and controls transcription. It often binds with an activator. Translation, the interpretation of the codons in mRNA as amino acids in a peptide. tRNA, transfer RNA, an RNA that places a specific amino acid into the peptide chain at the ribosome so that a protein can be made. There is one or more tRNA for each of the 20 different amino acids. Virus, a small particle containing DNA or RNA in a protein coat that requires a host cell for replication. Okay, so then the only other things are the notes that I had from class, and this should be basically, there were some discrepancies between his stuff and the book, but I figure we should go over it because it's probably, it's probably going to be what he wants to talk about, but there's not that much, so. Um, let's see, genes code for proteins. His order is nucleic acid, goes to RNA or DNA, which goes to nucleotides, which are composed of the nitrogen-based sugar and phosphate group, pyrimidines, pyrimidines, CTU, purines, R, A, and G, a pyrimidine goes with purine, a nucleoside is just the sugar and the nitrogen base, 
Um, and it's rare to see this in actual work, so he wants us to focus on nucleotides. So I don't know why he asked the question about nucleosides in the worksheet. I don't know. It's a mystery. Um, DNA, the sugars are different. We're looking at a deoxyribose. So on the second prime carbon, there's no hydroxy. It's just the H. ATP is a nucleic acid. Uh, it carries the energy. Three phosphate groups all allow the energy transfer, and we already went over the confusion of the adenosine monophosphate versus triphosphate. Uh, nucleotides, cytidine, thymidine, uridine, purines are adenosine and guanine, guanine, whatever. Uridine is only found in RNA, and it's a carbon two prime change. The primary structure is made up of a sequence of nucleotides. Nucleotides are joined together with phosphate linkages from the number three prime carbon to the number five prime carbon phosphate to sugar. The secondary structure is made of a helix. RNA is single, DNA is double. DNA coils itself up into nucleosomes. Again, let's say that again. DNA coils itself up into nucleosomes around eight histones, which are known as wrapping proteins. Nucleosomes are like beads on a string that pack together in solenoids or loops or mini bands. Um, and we get that X chromosome when it's ready to divide. Replication involves separation of one original DNA strand into two daughter strands. DNA, deoxyribose, RNA is D-ribose. D is in like right facing ribose. Transcription uh, comes from the DNA in the nucleus. The DNA cannot leave. The RNA transfers itself from DNA to the ribosomes, and the gene goes to RNA. Goes replication, transcription, translation. Exons code for proteins. Introns are nonsense from what we understand right now. Protein synthesis, AUG or methionine, is the start codon which attaches to the P site on the 30S ribosome. The 50S ribosome binds to the 30S unit, and the second transfer site for tRNA binds to the A site and then starts the protein uh, polypeptide chain. DNA to the gene, uh, mRNA directs the tRNA for gene regulation, protein synthesis equals translation, and a key feature of oncogene activity is a single alter copy leads to unregulated growth causing a tumor. So those are all of the notes I got from the class. And like I said, I think I did pretty badly on the worksheet because I just found the questions to be very, very, very confusing to answer. Like there were just too many answers depending on what perspective he was asking the question from. So I had a really hard time with that. Um, so yeah, if you do better, you let me know because I think I failed that. So good luck.